Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show again. Like I always tell you, we have a great one for you. We have Emmett Combs with Combs Premier Realty Group in Orlando, Florida, and he covers the whole entire state. We have some great nuggets. And don't forget, like and share. Let's go! Oh, that's right. Find out everything you want to know at the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Tune in, tune in for all the hotness. When it come to real estate, we cover all topics. First time homebuyers selling your property. Want to build an empire? Real life monopoly. We talk duplexes, triplexes, multifamily units, and commercial investments. We got you. The Heavy Group got you. You can own whatever you want. Who gonna stop you? We got you. The Heavy Group got you. Here's your host, Mike Edley. Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Kelly. We are back on the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Listen, like I told you always, we got a great, great guest today. Uh, his brother has been doing some wonderful things in the Florida area. And actually, he is my cousin's broker that we had on a couple of weeks ago. Let's give it up from Combs Premier Realty Group, Mr. Emmett Combs. Thank you, boss. Thank you. Thank you. We've done some research. You got a lot of great stuff within a short period of time, right? For yeah, being in the yeah. business, so yes, what, we, yes, what we want to what we want to know is, what made Mr. Combs get into the business? What what was that itch that said I need to get my real estate license and I need to start a brokerage? All right, um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do the short version. I'm gonna have to do okay. the short version. Okay. I'm putting the long version in the book. It'll be coming okay. soon. Short version. Short version is I did some time in in the oil field. I did some time in the oil field. Um. I, I help I help some oil companies make a lot of money and um and there was run, running crews and like I just have this thing anytime somebody give me a challenge and they say it can't be done it haven't been done you won't be able to do that then that gives me the gas it gives me the fire the fire to push forward and prove them wrong so when I was in the oil field they said the same thing you know because I was like one of the uh, few black people who moved up into management in the oil field mm. such a short period of time so. I, I was getting promotions in the oil field like every six months. And you had people that have been out there for 10, 15, 20 years, same position. Wow. And so um, in the oil field, I seen how I, you know, I, how I, cause I'm not going to go into the details of that, of that position, but I spent five years in the oil field. And there you had, you had to make the decisions, you know, like you're, you're making companies $100,000 a day. All right. And if you made bad decisions, you lost the company $100,000 a day. So decisions meant everything, everything again. And not, now I'm going to tie this into the financial aspect of what we, you know, briefly discussing before the show. Okay. Um, every decision has to be a financial decision. Correct. Every decision. You know, in oil field, you know, you can make a bad decision about, oh, I'm going to fly the helicopter one more time. And that, that flight could cost you $5,000 in a hole. Wow. Right? But at okay. the same time, that not flying that flight could be somebody's life because that could be the only exit out for that day. So everything always have a monetary aspect behind it when you're talking about decisions. So now, reflecting back to real estate, what got me into real estate? The oil field wasn't it, all right? The oil field wasn't it. You're working, you're working six weeks in a row, two weeks off, or six weeks, three-day reset, six more weeks, and you're spending all this time in the oil field, you're seeing like, what type of life you don't want to live, but at the same time, you're seeing how much money you make in another company, mm-hmm. all right? And, you, and it's, it's all with your efforts, your, your knowledge, your, your um, decision-making. And I seen that I was taking companies that was in the red on the daily into a green 
and, and you know, and, and beyond. Correct. So I said, man, I got I got to do this for myself. Correct. The first thing, the first thing I, I, I did before I left the oil field was purchase me a home, turned mm. into a cash flow investment. Mm. I understood from that first experience of home ownership that we needed better people to represent us because I felt like the person that, that did the transaction didn't do me any justice. When we closed on that house, that person went and shook the, the seller's hand, hugged them, congratulated them, and walked out. Mm. I'm sitting here like, what just happened? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and, and of course, my representative didn't look like me. And uh, so, you know what I mean? So I'm like, did I, did I just get screwed over? What? This is my first experience. I'm supposed to be happy. You know, I felt mm. like that person stole that joy. They stole that experience from me. Mm. And so ever since then, I've, I've had a burning desire to make that up, to make sure that there, if there was somebody else like me making their first home purchase, that they had the right representative. They had the mm. right person representing them. So mm. from that, I, I've never really lived in that house. Um, it, was, it was a house I purchased in Georgia. Um, so, from, but there, that, that's when the wheels start turning. That's when the real wheels start turning. From there, we, we start buying houses like every other year. So every two years, we was buying houses and, um, okay. and, and turning them into investment. But I had to put together a strategy to get out of the oil field. But my whole my whole thing was creating cash flow, giving me the cushion to be able to start a business to, you know, uh, at least provide for me some cushion for my life until I get this thing together. So okay. the, the taxes, the accounting part is where I, where I launch again. I'm not going to, I'm going to breeze through that. But it's the financial aspect behind it. When I was building the accounting business, um, I did very well. And I used the same model that I built the real estate business with the accounting okay. business. Okay. And that's just, you know, um, I call it guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla okay. marketing. Okay. And um, I, was, I, was at, I was at a crossroads in that business. And um, the crossroads was that I use this to get me out of the oil field. Mm -hmm. I have cash flow coming from the investments. I've been really good at helping people find investments, no matter where they was finding them at. We, we bought mm. places in, we have a place in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have an investment okay. there. Okay. Yeah, so we, we've, been, we've been buying them in, in any states. It doesn't matter because as long as the financial numbers work, you know, I know how to reverse engineer, make sure exactly. the cap rate is good, cash flow is good, and we, we positive every month. So I'm good on that. I was good on that. I've always been good on the numbers. So my wife came to me one day and she's like, I, I was studying, I was, I was taking courses to become a CPA. My wife walked in the room one day and she goes, um, how much is the real estate class? And she turned around and walked out. Mm. Planting the seed. Planting the seed. And I just, you know, Google, I ain't responding, Googling. <sighs> so I, 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 I canceled the classes I was taking to get, become a C, uh, CPA. Okay. And I registered for the real estate class. Wow. Okay. And the rest was history. But she, know, she knew that, um, like, because I, I had, we had to fire, we had to fire real estate agents in North Carolina who was buying properties there. I had to fire real estate agents here when it was buying an investment here. I had to fire them, like, you know, going like, man, these, like, nothing against real estate agents, but Correct. I just ran, I ran into too many people, you know, that just did not serve me any justice. And they didn't mm. serve me any justice. I know they weren't serving a lot more, you know, more Correct. people any justice either. So um, just getting into the, once I, once I launched that, man, um, I knew from once I got my real estate license that I was going to be a broken in exactly two years on the dot. Wow. Okay. Because I also knew that if I followed the model that everybody else was teaching, I was going to end up like the people that was representing me. Mm, mm, good point. Good point. So I never, never had any interest on joining the running and going with any brokers, but I ended up starting with a brokerage. I thought they had the best training, which that's what everybody sell you, but I realized that that, that just wasn't true.
I think we and both so, shared that same, I think we probably shared that same mindset, but go ahead. Yes, so my journey as, as a broker, you know, like, and, and I know you, you wanted me to touch on why I started the brokerage, because there was a lack of, lack of support and representation in the areas that need it. And mm -hmm. it's not just for the consumer side, it's mm -hmm. also for the real estate agent side. So on mm -hmm. uh, one of the key things that, that like I sit down and I talk with the agents about is, you know, investments, cash flow, um, you know, making things make financial sense, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, we have a couple of agents this year that, that, you know, I mean, my brokers is young. Let me, let me just say that the brokers is young. I don't have an agent on the team that has more than three years of experience. Okay. And, and okay. we have four agents this year that's passing on um, the, the, the net, net commission is over a quarter million dollars and we're not no hundred percent brokerage. Mm. So mm. we're sitting down with them now about creating cash flow. So their goal is not, you know, you know, hey, let's see if we can sell a hundred homes next year. Their goal is, hey, now let's see if we can, you know, create the cash flow because you got to start creating a retirement aspect. And so therefore you're doing double, but you're not working double as hard, twice as hard. Mm, mm. So, you know, so now we have different goals for them now. And okay. so, you know, we, we have, you know, things set up for them to start incorporating, making sure they're starting to operate as a business and not as a sales associate, you okay. know? So we're putting some things in place to really push and elevate them to a different level as well but everything numbers wise it has to make sense numbers wise so we had an agent that uh, when, when he came when he came over um he was interested in um investments but he was also interested in getting into like you know the nice communities which most agents do most agents Correct. want the pretty nice houses and um i and i just you know a numbers guy mm. I, I told him you can't be so let, let me back up a little bit the brokerage. I, I made it my business not to follow any other brokerage, broker, real estate agent, anybody in the business when I first started out the first maybe three, three years, four years. Mm. I, I, I did not follow anybody, didn't watch anybody because I didn't want to emulate anything anybody was doing in real estate. Mm. Okay. Okay. So everything, every, all the ideas that I do, none of it comes from real estate. It, it, again, because I know that I'm doing something far beyond. I know that what we have going on, even with the culture, it's something different that people haven't seen because it doesn't come from real estate. Correct. So, right. Let me interject and ask you that. Mm -hmm. All right. So some, a consumer would say on outside looking in mm -hmm. or, or a viewer um, watching, then where, where did that spark come from? I know you mentioned guerrilla marketing. Where did you say, well, let me do, because my mind run the same way, but, but what made you say, well, if you didn't model anything, like where did that come from? You, I, I, you I, I have share so I have some experience in uh, in the music industry. My brother, okay. he's, he's heavy in the music industry. Uh, okay. One of my close friends, we call him my brother, um, Boom Man. He's uh, the CEO of Authentic Empire in Atlanta. Okay. All right. Okay. And so me and him was close. And so he spent time in the oil field with me as well. Mm. And I seen his path. He's, a, he's like a big brother to me in the business stuff. So I seen his path. And, uh, you know, I know he had his challenges, but. I like what he was doing for as presenting the opportunity to people in those careers. Mm. And I sort of emulated that model, but in the real estate world. And nobody really knows this. I think he knows it, but nobody else really, really knows this. But, um, but that's what I emulated um, him. And it's a couple other people that I know that um, really blew up in different industries, none in real estate, different industries. Mm. And I used their model and, and the model had to, it had to do 
four elements, so I, and I'm gonna talk about it in the book. It had to have four components to this, and it, it had to, you know, uh, impact other people's lives. It had to, you know, impact the community. It had to uh, be a charity of some sort, and it had to be a teaching form. So those are the four main elements of the success formula. And in each model that I looked at, they all contain those four elements. Mm -hmm. And so they he don't focus or he don't talk about it but it contains those four elements mm. and it still impacts the community and so and like once i looked at it, i was like man everybody had everybody when i look at okay i'm uh, this person over here he he he's doing his system is different but Correct. it contains those four elements his system is different but it contains those four elements so i said you know what i'm gonna make sure that my system contains those four elements and so that's the system i built the the business and everything off of those four elements and so, so um hmm? good i'm sorry go ahead i'm listening no 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 go ahead go ahead, go ahead go ahead well the only thing i was going to add to that is is when i'm asking this based off of that foundation did it build a strong hmm. culture kind of within the company so this way it spiraled into a hey you guys got to come over here we got some something good going okay so starting out right um so so my journey let me, let me just say this the the journey of building the, the right culture starts with the right people and the right personnel. Um, mm. You know, you, you, you can't, you got to have the right foundation first. So when I, the first two years as a broker, I really wasn't trying to like recruit or bring on anybody. I was just focusing on me and getting the systems in place. So therefore I can duplicate those systems with other people and help them be successful. So the first couple of years I was working on that, um and, and then on top of that i started my career down in south florida and so when i launched the brokerage i had relocated to orlando so it was my first year in orlando first year starting the brokerage so all the stuff that i had done it was down in miami and like i'm starting brand new so i said okay now here's the test moment use a if new I, kid on the block new kid on the block so if uh, i can duplicate what i did down in miami okay i know i have the formula i have i'm cooking up the right formula Mm. And so I went to work. So my first year as a broker was a test broker, a, a test moment for me in a new market. And um, I created the exact same results within the 12 months, exact mm. same results, mm. exact same results. So I said, you know what? Uh-huh. So I, and one thing about me, so I have, I have some books with me, right? Okay. And so in the, in this journey, in this journey, they say right there, January, December, Tuesday, December 17, 2019, every single day I write down what, what I did throughout that day. And I do a, like a, a follow-up other day and like things, not just everything, but things that stood out to me. Mm -hmm. So I write it down so I can reflect on exactly what happened that day and what I felt was the most impactful thing that with the objections that I had that I couldn't answer. And so I used those every day as a building day, as a testing day. So every day I, I made sure that I was better than the day before. And I've been mm -hmm. doing it ever since I've been in real estate. Mm. So six years I've been building every day. I know I'm better than the day before because I know what happened yesterday. I know what mm -hmm. I couldn't, I couldn't answer. Correct. And so I worked on that this morning mm. and I'm looking for another situation that I can engage and implement and be better than I was yesterday. So that's been sort of my growth formula um, over all these years. And like here, when I, when I started the, the, the brokerage here in Orlando, a lot of people were saying that, you know, that uh, he's just a hot single, you know, he's here, he's going to be gone. <laughs> And oh, I take that, and I like that. I like that. That's um, fuel. That's fuel. Yes, yes. Correct. I love that. Mm. And so, um, again, you know, my my main thing was just number wise. Um, 
I had some 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 promises that I made to my wife mm-hmm. that I had to fulfill. And you know, I told her once I got everything going that I would be that safety net, that relief to bring her from a corporate job. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, so is she licensed? Yes, she my wife is licensed. Company? She wow, yep, she's licensed. She runs the cone team now. Okay. Um. Yep. She's been licensed since February, and she's approaching ten million in volume in you know less than wow. a year. And Hold so, up, brother. Um, we gotta get congratulations on that, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thank $10 million, you. $10 million in volume within how, within, what's that short period of time? Less than 12, less than 12 less than, months. Less than 12 months. That's going to be a highlight on our show right there. We're going to highlight her. And what is less her name? Less than 12 months. What is oh, her Tamara, name? Tamara Combs. Tamara, okay, Miss Combs, we give you congratulations on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead. Yeah, so, like, we, we, don't, we don't get a lot of the recognition and so forth, you know, because we so spread out and, mm. you know, we have agents that's killing it in South Florida. We have agents that's okay. killing it in Lakeland. Agents that's mm. killing it in Orlando. Mm. Um, we have agents on our team now in Jacksonville that's starting to get the ball rolling um, really big up there. So mm-hmm. we're spread out. And, and, and I like it that way because, you know, I don't want people to think that we're competition because we're not. We're in our mm. own lane. We don't compete mm. against anybody. Our doors are open. Mm. You know, our doors are open for agents to come and join, but at the same time, we don't pressure people to come because if you come to our team, we want you to want to be here. You know, we I, just want you I to want to be here. My, I second that model. You can come, yes. and I would love for you to come. If you choose not to, then hey, so be it. Yeah. And, but, but, uh-huh. but one thing about our culture that, that I hold so dearly is I don't let people abuse and use our resources and what we mm. have so it's almost like a family culture so correct you know and, and i know that some people don't like me for it but you know you're not gonna like everybody and i accept that correct. if you don't like me for that is that you come over you leave i just don't allow you to come back mm. you know what type mm. of culture we have mm. and if you came over it didn't work the first time it's not gonna work the second time mm. period question on that have you ever had to let a broker go absolutely Absolutely. We've, we've let okay. people go. We've see, we, we've had people undermine, undermine where I was because they didn't respect me early on. Mm. And uh, it was cool. It was cool. Cause like when I like the, when to get down to the basis, I didn't start the brokerage to build like a, a wealth empire. Off Correct. The agents. I started Correct. the brokerage to give support where there was lack of, I started nice. the brokerage to train agents to help mm-hmm. them build a business that will provide for their family the way it provides for mine, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like whether we have agents or not, we're gonna eat because we have investments that's creating the cash flow, which I'm teaching agents. We have our own team that's generating basically our source of income. And then everything that pretty much the brokers do, we we invest that back into the business to help the agents grow for them right. to have the proper resources, the proper support. So like we're we're not we're not worried about the pocket watchers. Mm. We're not worried about the pocket watchers, but as we get more people on the team and they see how we're, you know, we're, we're spread out. When Asia need me in Jacksonville, guess what? I'm in Jacksonville. They need mm. me in South Florida. I'm hopping on the flight. I'm in South Florida. They need me in Tampa. I'm in Tampa. So just yesterday I was in uh, Miami. We had, uh, we have listeners down there. We had agents to have home by workshop. The day before that, I was up in Jacksonville. Now I'm back in Orlando. You know, I'll be in Atlanta tomorrow. So like wherever they need me, I'm there. And okay. so, and I think that's where, you know, uh, a lot of the, I think, there's no true competition because I feel like a lot of the 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 big mom the big big brokers the big box brokers mm. they're not as personable they're not as personable as as mm. I am and mm. at the same time like we are doing things on the level of the the big box corporations correct but we're doing it smart you know we're doing it smart we're not in competition with them or anybody else mm. and so uh, you'll see me supporting other brokers or other agents out because it's no competition it's no and I try to teach that within our in house as well that. You know, we have top producer agents in the same city. 
And, you know, and I, and I showed them and said, look, I want you to come to this workshop. I want you to see the people in there. If you know anybody in this, in this workshop, let me know. So we have a workshop. We just had one last weekend. We had agents there. The, the room was full. He did not know, not one person in that room. And I said, see, this is a testimony. You all can win together because there's enough people. The population is growing. There's enough people right. here to where everybody has their own lane. You're going, your personality is going to attract a unique you know, people is going to protect, is going to attract a unique type of people that's going to gravitate towards your energy, gravitate towards your market. You all, everybody's going to have their proper share. And that's like, you know, that's why you, you have to support your counterparts. Is that if they're your sister or your brother, like that's going to help you grow further mm -hmm. than it was if you was out here on your own and not want to support other people and feel like you was in competition with everybody. Exactly. You're not in competition with anybody, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, but mm -hmm. people take the energy, they, they receive their energy, they understand the energy that you put out towards others. And they either like it or don't like it. In most cases, when people try to be in competition with other people, people don't like that type of negative energy because right. we as a, as a, as a uh, population, we are not as supportive as we need to be. And people see enough of that fighting, bickering, you know, back and forth. Uh, they see enough of that. People are looking for role models and where Correct. we can do business together, uplift, support, and win together. Exactly. Like, exactly. Everybody winning. So Correct. why can't we win together? Why you Correct. have to win over there and you win over there? Why can't we just win together? And so mm -hmm. that's what we're creating. We're creating that type of model mm -hmm. where you know we win together. And as I open up doors, I want all the agents to follow through. I want all the agents. If I open up doors to Atlanta, I want agents to do business in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to refer any more business. They refer business. I want to refer in a team, so therefore they get real. They get real, real splits and not Correct. just referral fees. I want Correct. them to learn how to grow without boundaries. Correct. Correct. You know, like they have to, they have to understand what this social media and what the internet has done mm -hmm. for us. And they got it. They got to step outside the box and mm -hmm. see that there is no limits. You putting limits, you're snipping your own wings. That's right. You're able to fly. Don't snip your wings. Just follow out, follow the instructions, follow the guidance. I want you to fly. If you fly higher than I am, then cool, because you already was a boss. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're going to interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell, residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Take that in and say, like you said, I am a boss. Get it in here and then go ahead and maximize it from a physical standpoint. Question yes. I'm asking you is, uh, I want to, um, you said so much, brother, I got to unpack a lot of it. Um, let me unpack the part when you said brokers, they need you, you're on the plane, you're there in a minute to support them, which is ideal. Absolutely. We're going to shift the conversation because we know everything sometimes ain't good in real estate, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. you want to stretch yourself out. Give us a moment where maybe yourself or a broker, you have to say their name, probably share the story, where it was a rocky deal. And you said, oh, my God, I got to, you had to make some calls. You had to send some emails, like, like walk us through something. So this way we have a good idea of how'd you, how you pull through that. You might teach us something. Ah. Rocket deal, man. We had rocket deals every day. Every um, day, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, okay, so I, I'll say is we have a current deal now. Um, and the situation is, uh, the agent was being was communicating was communicating too much, too transparent mm -hmm. with with one of the, with one of the sellers. And um, and the thing about the deal is that you know sometimes you can do your job too good. Hmm. And then, you know, it just, just all depends, you know, how they receive that. Mm -hmm. And so in some cases, everybody is not receptive to allow you to be good at your job. So in this case, there was, um, there was 
too transparent with the seller about the different offers and communication and things that was coming in. Mm -hmm. And I had to sort of teach him like, look, don't communicate everything that comes in to your, to your seller, you know, mm -hmm. get the information, put it together, make sure that, you know, the, the communication is going to be as solid as you deliver it. Mm. Make sure you also have two, you have two agendas with every opportunity. All right. So we, we all know as real estate agents, you know, our goal is to sell, 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 sell. And that's cool. But if you do that, then you sell yourself out of business. Mm. So you always have to know that, look, you have a tight window. All right. Have a strategy together. Just because mm. you get a listing, you have two agendas. One agenda is to, generate more business. The other agenda is to do your due diligence, you know, to the seller, which is sell the property, right? Mm -hmm. In the time frame. Now, if you have 30 days, 60 days, you know, three months, six months, then if you receive, let's say, for instance, if you receive an offer that comes in today, right? A cash offer. And let's say today is Monday. You receive a couple of showings, but you also have an open house schedule for this weekend, mm -hmm. right? We have to learn how to make sure we strategize and not bite on what's being received. Because even though you have an offer in right now, mm -hmm. you haven't seen the house. Mm. And so you have to strategize. So, okay, look, well, we're doing an open house. We're not doing any showings this week. We're doing an open house. Now you already have a solid offer, mm -hmm. possibly. But now you need them to provide all the other providing documentation for us. The lender contact or, or um, the proof of funds and you know like and make sure all the terms in the contract is is agreeable to the seller without really communicating that to the seller so mm. you can let the seller know hey you know we have some people that's interested on waiting on the final documentation once we get everything then i present everything but um we're doing our showing we're doing our first showing for the open house now you you know you have a deal you have a possible deal on the table right now so instead of being so anxious on getting the money right now make everybody wait to the open house so now the sellers are not allowing unnecessary traffic to come into the house because once you do that now the mm -hmm. seller's like hey i want to set what's on the table right now but mm -hmm. you could also miss the better opportunities and the strongest offer so you package it you wait you only you only show it even though you may have two or three offers before the open house but you only show it one time and you get the sellers to agree on that instead mm -hmm. of showing the seller every offer as they come in and then you wait on other documentation now the seller's mm -hmm. like well why do an open house mm -hmm. Mm, mm. So that was one of the issues we had. And then the offers end up not being as solid as the sellers thought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, now he ended up doing open house the week later. But, you know, it was just things were thrown off because then he had already planned for the week before. And then he had to sort of rush everything to try to do it the week after. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's like he could have had a, a greater impact. So that was rocky because then the seller got frustrated and was thinking about pulling the, pulling the whole deal, pulling it off mm. the market because too much traffic. Correct. Too much. They didn't want to keep cleaning. So I told them that was unnecessary anxiety for the seller. If we could have held some of the information, insinuated that we have some interesting buyers waiting on to present the rest of their stuff and everybody's going to view on Saturday. So you just get your house ready. We're going to do it one time. We have people ready. You know, they, the people that's coming, they already submitted offers. So we're good. And we'll, we'll, review, we'll review all the offers at one time. And then you let the sellers know, you let the buyers know at the same time. The seller is not accepting any offer for somebody who have not seen the property. We're going to do all the showings on Saturday. Mm -hmm. Now you've told everybody what the goal is and you mm -hmm. brought everybody to the same point. So now everybody's on the same page rather than having to sell on the fence about accepting something, not doing the open house, but unnecessary traffic. So that was one of the ones that was on the fence. We was able to bring it back together and, and keep the deal on the table. So that, you know, that, that was one, but you know, it, it's, it's, 
I mean, we, we, it's so many, it's so many different, you know, different stories of, of, of different deals that could go left and Correct. has gone left and we Correct. was able to save it. Correct. And, um, but that was just one of them. That was one of them because we also have to sell on the contract on another new construction. So if that deal falls wow. apart, the other okay. one falls apart. Okay. And, and particularly dealing with COVID-19, you don't want, like you said, a lot of people going out of the house. You said they're cleaning. Yes. So, and I know they're probably frustrated with that. Yeah. You handled that well. Question, segue over. And two, what would you sell a new broker is getting into the business, right? They say, mm-hmm. man, I, you know, I see Premier, I see Premier Combs Realty and I see the nice videos. I see the nice cars, the shiny suits. They're making a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be a part of that culture. Uh, so that means I take my real estate test. I pass it. I'll be start, I'll start getting millions at the end of the month. What would you tell to that? Millions. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. Make sure, make sure you have a passion for what you want to do. Make sure you have a passion for people more than the money. Mm-hmm. Because when, you know, when you're first building the business, just think about it like this. If you suck all the resources out of your business, enjoying the fruits of your labor, and you're not reinvesting that money to make sure other people have a platform, mm-hmm. then you're going to delinquish your business at that moment when you start taking money over the people. Mm. So for, for me, even though we, we were successful, like, I'm, I mean, I'm very frugal to this point, but everything that I do, it always have to have uh, different agendas with it. Just like the truck, for instance, right? Correct. So when I first started, like my marketing goal, because I know I'm so frugal, right? Well, well, let me put a pause on you. You just said the truck. Me, you know what we're talking about. Let, yes. Let's take it from okay, the beginning okay. so the consumer know. And then in case another agent in Detroit might be like, I want to start that, but go ahead. So we we got we purchased this year, we purchased a U-Haul truck. We okay. got it wrapped with, with the company or the company um marketing. But every marketing, everything that I do, it always have to have two purposes to it. Okay. All right. So I didn't want like uh, uh, people back it up. So I've, I've been, of course, I've been solicited for billboards, all type of stuff when it comes mm-hmm. to marketing. Mm-hmm. But for me, my agenda is if I, if I can only use this marketing one time, I'm not interested. It's useless. Exactly. It's useless. If I'm going to do a billboard, mm. I'll pay for the billboard, but I'm not going to pay to place it. So if that's the case, then I have to look at my options. That means the billboards you see on the streets, those are not those are not options. But what you do see within my areas of which we do business, you see a lot of banners, you see a lot of billboards and local mom and pops. And these are places that we pay for the billboards. We didn't pay to place them in the in the location. We're adding value to the community on a on a on a smaller scale. So a lot of people don't see the impact that we're making because our impact is personal. Mm. Okay. And and by the time most people see our impact. It's already that you know that it did the whole corona coronavirus spread throughout the community. People mm. already know about us on a very intimate level. So by the time most people see us, when it comes to social media and whatnot, you know our banners. We already have banners up in businesses all across the community. We've okay. already been support, supporting the small businesses, um, sponsoring their stuff, helping out with different events and so forth. We've been making our impact in the community already. So um, I've never really been big on you know the big broad picture for the show i've more so been involved in and in, in interested in making an impact in the community so um back to the truck i didn't i um when i first started i had a truck a f-150 when i first got into real estate and i had painted i had custom paint i had custom paint real estate my real estate stuff on the truck and um again i wanted my marketing to be permanent to where 
it gets more used than just, you know, paying for a billboard. So I, um, that's when it first started. And I know the type of impression. So I always wanted to make impression. If I do business with you today, I wanted to create some type of marketing campaign that you would never forget. Mm. So the, so now I know the truck was more so for the agent stuff, but I wanted to do something. The, the F-150 that I had before that I had painted was more so for me as I built my business in real estate as an agent. Mm. But now as a brokerage, I wanted something that the agents could utilize. So right now, one of our agents in Lakeland has a truck. He had it for like a week um, helping his clients. But I, again, I wanted something that had multiple purpose. The multiple person purpose is I want to make sure that people know that we're in the community and we need, you know, um, the, the truck right now, it facilitates moving furniture for us, furnishing houses for staging. So we have our own furniture that we, we stage houses that need staging um, for our listings. So we have our truck for that. We have truck for help people move. We also deliver, you know, our, our closing gifts in the truck. So we want the impact to be big. We want people to know when we pull up in that truck, it's something special going on when you so, see that oh, truck. So, 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 so let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. You said <laughs> staging. That's never heard this one before. So you have your own staging furniture. So when we you have go to stage the houses furniture. and you yes. move it in your own truck. Absolutely. Wow, that's some great insight. So now we, what's we, the response off the truck? Leads, pick up, people call, like walk us through that. Absolutely. Leads, leads, leads. Mm. It, it makes it hard. It makes it hard. So it makes it hard for people who you've met in the past to not do business with you when every time they come out, they see that big truck. Mm. And they know you're delivering somebody a TV in that truck or you're going moving mm. furniture, you're doing something in the community because you know you've already you've done your legwork in the community where people know you on a personal level and they know this truck mm. is for something when it comes and we utilize the truck a lot for closings. So they know the truck is for you know somebody's family that's being blessed. How many trucks and do you have? We just have one truck right one now. One truck, but, okay. But, but it's yeah. always on the road. It's always on the road. It's always on the road, but but 2021, you're gonna you're gonna see some more. Okay, gotcha. More. Okay, wow, that's uh, and I had to unpack that. I never heard the furniture or staging in the trucks, but you just enlightened me on that. Mike, take that idea, brother. Yeah, <laughs> hey man, uh, look. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I I really do like that. What's the okay? So now now we unpack far as the the truck, and I'm glad you you told me about that. You told me about the the Rocky situation. Mm -hmm. What I want to know is. You said you're an accountant, so mm -hmm. it has to make sense from a numbers standpoint. Mm -hmm. Have you had to deal with some investors? Because, you know, they don't want to deal, they want to steal, right? They, they think we, mm -hmm. they, they want it rock bottom, right? Because you invest, I think I've done some investing. Mm -hmm. How do you relate to that investor and let them know, listen, these numbers ain't working. I mean, your offer's too low. You, you, you need to, ah. that, we are in a competitive market, probably have mm -hmm. multiple offers. Like, what's that communication like? Because, you know, sometimes they can be a little stubborn. So how do you commute that, communicate that to them? So my, my thing when it comes to investors is that um, I'm not going to teach you the investment game. Mm. All right. So and, and this is one of the things I facilitate to, to the team. You don't want to teach investors the investment game. Um, because what they're essentially doing is utilizing you for free services. Mm. All right. A true investor don't need a real estate agent to do the groundwork, to do the numbers. They may need you to pull some comps, but mm. they don't need you to go and view a house. A true investor can put an offer on a house just by knowing the numbers. They don't need to see 50, 50 houses. Mm. So for us, an investor falls into a B category or a C category, but they're not A buyers. Therefore, 
I'm not riding around with investors. I'll fire more investors than I work with. Investors have to prove to me that they're an investor. If mm -hmm. they don't understand what a cap rate is, if I ask them what are the cap rate that they're looking for, if they don't understand what a cap rate is, then you're not an investor and I can't work with you. You, you missed some classes before I, you I, came I, to me. <laughs> I, I got to interject now. We probably got a viewer right now listening to saying, what is the cap rate? Break it down for him, brother. The cap rate is return on investment. So if I understand the cap rate on a particular property, if you understand what cap rate you want in your portfolio, then you know what to offer on a particular property based on a rental rate mm. to produce that, per, that, that bottom line cap rate that you're looking for. So therefore, you don't have to lowball a seller just to, you know, to get in a property to get a good deal if you understand what your cap rate is. Mm. In certain areas, you're going to have higher cap rates than others, but you also mm. have to understand the higher cap rate comes with much higher risk. Ooh, that's exactly. So, you know, like, again, when you start talking to, and this is what I try to teach the, teach the team, when you start talking to investors, don't waste your time trying to educate because when you do, that tells you that they skipped the class before they came to you. Facts. I second that. I, I agree with that 100%. Correct. And it's a lot of good people out here that's teaching mm -hmm. investments and mm -hmm. you don't have to have your, your real estate license and so forth. So um, what I also, what I do teach the agents, if they want to get into investment, then we, we have this thing called um, the playbook, which I'll be releasing the book here uh, okay. in 2021. But the playbook talks about plays and, and um, it, it talks about plays in which they can put into their, um, their weekly agenda mm -hmm. that generate whatever opportunity they're looking for. So for instance, you know, in your playbook, mm -hmm. you know, I think most people understand football. Mm -hmm. um, so the analogy is in your playbook, you want to control the clock, right? Just mm -hmm. like a football a coach would, would mm -hmm. want to control the clock. Mm -hmm. They can have all the stars on the team, all the athletic abilities, but if the coach controls the clock, then nine times out of 10, they're going to win the game. That's right. All right. So mm -hmm. with the playbook, it allows you to close up uh, um, um, to control the clock because you need to have short plays, which are plays that move less than 30 days mm -hmm. all right you need to have first down plays these are plays that a strategic plan is put together in order to accumulate those then mm -hmm. you have touchdown plays which are your overall goals what it could be it could be a million dollar deal it could be a listing or when you get the buyer and seller it could be a farm area you know mm -hmm. listing where you get two buyers from it but understanding what those plays mean to you and your playbook is a mm -hmm. difference between whether you're going to be successful or whether you're going to be you know a struggling real estate agent if you know how to control your playbook then mm. you're going to grow at a consistent at a consistent rate because your short play is going to keep deals coming every single month. Mm. It may not be the best deals you want to brag and scream about, but guess what? It's, bank, it's money going into your bank account, keeping mm. things facilitating, keeping things rolling for you to invest in your first down plays, which are your farming deals, the deals that you got to invest money into mm. the market and make sure you're professionally packaged. And then right. you have your touchdown goals, the, the touchdown plays, the plays that you put together. These are loan bombs. These are the plays that you that you go that you're reaching for. These are the plays that all agents desire to become. You know, whether it's a half a million dollar deal, whether it's a million dollar deal, or maybe it's just a, a home run. You get a listing and you also get to buy on the same one because you built your database, you worked your database, you have buyers ready to buy your listing once you get it. Those mm. are touchdown plays because now you take, instead of making a $10,000 commission, you make a $20,000 commission, which is equivalent to a million dollar deal. So, mm. you know, you have things, it's all about the numbers. People get so caught up into the product and what they're selling, they forget about the business behind it. Mm. And I never get lost. I never get lost about that. I don't care if I sell a thousand hood homes. I don't care. As long mm. as the numbers make sense, mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm. I, I'm good. But well, let me tell you something, brother. You, 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 you gave us so many, so many good jewels here. <laughs> I, I mean, because we're going to talk about that playbook because I definitely wouldn't mind getting the purchase copy whenever that does come out. 
Um, mm -hmm. I want to say you enlighten us on, I like the impact, the lives, the community, the charity, as well mm -hmm. as the teaching. I like the fact that, again, the truck. I like mm -hmm. the fact that you gave, you give brokers a deeper insight in terms of culture. Uh, sometimes we don't have the best uh, companies that look like us and have our interests mm -hmm. at, at heart. We appreciate that. Uh, give us two golden nuggets. We ask every guest this before we, before we depart. Ooh, because again, me, me, you, me, you could chat all day long. Give us two golden nuggets that whether it's a book, whether it's a, 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 a scripture or a quote mm -hmm. or, or whatever you think, or it's a story, give us something that could be impactful for our viewers. One, Matthew 7, 7. Ask, you shall receive. Seek, you will find. Knock, and the door will be open. If you don't ask, mm. you will not receive. Mm, I'm a firm believer in that. You got to ask. I ask the mean questions. I got you. Okay. Okay. Um, incorporate daily reading. Daily, daily reading. Daily, mm. Yep. Firm. Daily reading. Um, it's, it, I can't, I can't. It's almost, it's almost that part is one of the best nuggets I can give somebody when it comes to, when it comes to like their growth in real estate, because it's, it's like an investor. And I tell, I tell all first time home buyers at these workshops, like as an investor, if you want to purchase an investment on your first property, my question is how, mm. how, and it's not how, as in how do I make this transaction? Cause you're going to have help on how, but my question to you is how do you know what a good investment looks like? Mm. Most people don't prepare themselves to be able to recognize what a good investment looks like if it slapped them across the face. Because the education is not there. The education is not there. So you have to fertilize mm. the soil, fertilize your mind That's to it. where when you see something, you interject, you engage, mm. you move forward aggressively because nothing is going to point out. So my first, one of my first investments that I made that was a flip, we made over six figures. We only kept it for one year. My wow. wife fought me. My wife fought me on this. And she almost like, she did not want to move in that house. I said, cool. I live in the house and I renovated myself. I did everything myself. Uh, like I worked, I, I renovated the house overnight, did real estate during the day. But I knew this, not the first, my first investment was a horrible investment. But I think I we, all, we all had them stories the first. Yeah. And, yeah. and so this was maybe like our third or fourth, our third or fourth investment. But because of that, and I was able to continue to grow and continue to read and continue to learn, see where I made mistakes at before. I recognized how great of an investment it was because of my experience and the, and, the, and the fertilizer I've been feeding my brain. So when I saw it, I said, I don't know who appraised this house to listen at this price, but this is crazy undervalued. I was like, man, this is a steal. My wife's like, no, that's the hood. No, we're not getting that. No, 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 no. We moved in. The, um, we purchased the house from an auction. Um, she fought me hand and nails. They, the, 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 the lender tried to back out on the deal. They tried to bring in um, uh, structure engineer and say the house, all, all type of bogus stuff to try to get us deteriorated from buying the house. If I wasn't educated, if I didn't educate myself and was so strongly uh, about, you know, confident about this investment, there was all signs that say, turn away, don't go back. My wife was saying that the, the, the lender was saying they're not going to do it. I brought up, okay, well, if, if you don't want to sell this house after we agreed to move forward, we, you, you denied our loan, we went and got our own lender that approved the loan. So you're telling me right now that it must be something else about this process and this house that you don't want to sell it to me. Mm. When I have the lender to sell it, 
is this discrimination? What is it? As mm. soon as you start screaming out, as soon as I, as soon as I mentioned discrimination, boom, we got in the pool, we moved forward, we closed on the house. Um, I had my own structural engineer. They, they tried to say that, the, you know, the structural engineer, the structural cost like 30000 I sent my own people out there and I was like, okay, it's $1,500 for the thing, the work that needs to be done. So it's just, again, understanding, like, that's how you understand, you educate yourself and you fertilize your mind. So you, when, when the grass is green, when the grass is ready to grow, you know where to water it. Mm, wow. And so that, reading books, reading books in the area, and, 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 and Khalil can tell you this out because she wants to get in commercial. So we, I instructed her on, you know, direction to go for is to reading the books and Correct. continue to, you know, read the commercial area. Mm -hmm. But it's about like fertilizing your mind in the area that you, you, in, in the place where you want to grow so you know where to water it. Correct. Correct. And so when you see the opportunities, you don't have to worry about somebody else's opinion. So when the, the when I first bought my first or one of my first investments here in Orlando, which turned out to be the second hundred thousand dollar profit deal that I made on the flip. Wow. Um, Congratulations. It, I had to fire three real estate agents in order to acquire it mm. because they all tried to point me in another direction. They didn't mm. understand the numbers and, and like their minds evidently wasn't fertilized enough to be able to know what a good investment was. Correct. Correct. And so again, you have to fertilize your mind. You have to read and educate yourself because you have to be the investor and the owner of your own portfolio. You mm. can't rely on somebody else to know what your portfolio is supposed to do and how it's supposed to perform. You are responsible for that. Wow, brother. I mean, whoo, I mean, you, you literally took the words out of my mouth. But I do want to ask you: once you close on a house, how does she feel? Your wife? <laughs> we oh, so <man>. loud. <laughs> <laughs> she moved <laughs> she moved in of course um mm -hmm. but um we, we only we only stayed in the house for a year man we um okay. you know we use a lot of different strategies when it comes Correct. to investment but Correct. Uh, yeah we walked away with over six figures on that wow day. congratulations on that yeah. so i will say combs premier realty group covers all of florida all of florida and they work with investment properties you do multifamily. We do we do multifamilies, investment properties. We do commercial properties, um, and we're about to be in Atlanta here in um, a couple of weeks. In Atlanta, yeah. In Atlanta, yeah. okay. I'm from Atlanta. Atlanta. So oh, you from go. Atlanta? Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, you from Atlanta? Go. Okay, okay, you got to yeah. go there. So, and I would say, brother, I will add that any kind of way referrals come, listen, we because actually, you know, I sent to somebody, uh, my cousin, a few maybe a couple of weeks ago, a couple three weeks okay. ago, but I think I don't know it was something was one of my agents, so I, I connected them together. But I will say we do a referral back and forth, you know. I don't mind. Absolutely, we, got, we have to get together. We have yeah, to get we, together. we definitely got we got to get together and talk some more because me and you could talk for hours. We could bounce some great ideas off each other, you know. Yes, yes. gave us a great great wealth of information. You are alumni to the show, and uh, we will pass all your information will be on our social media. And like I said, guys, like and follow this brother and his company. They're doing some wonderful things in the Florida area. This is Mike Hedlund on the Headed Group Real Estate Show. Oh, man, there we go. That was another fabulous show. Listen, Emmett gave us some great information. Like and follow him as well as our page. And again, tune in next time for the Headed Group Real Estate Show. We'll see you soon.